this morning. 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 I didn't wear this little light over here. This one. I made it. Balance things out. Third chapter of the book of Genesis.
heard a voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. The condemnation is of self here. He's just, he has discovered that he is condemned already. And he said, who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman who thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. <clears throat> so Adam has done everything wrong. Everything. Now Adam wasn't, there wasn't anything taken away from Adam here, but there was something added to him. Now he knows sin. And he can do nothing else. He's bound by sin. Doesn't have any choice now. He, his wife come and give him a fruit and he did eat it. Let her convince him. Look what the good this is. Look what it's good for him. And he eat it. So he broke the first law that he was to be the head of the family. And certainly the Lord would be his head. We told the man ought not wear long hair. Why? Because the Lord's his head. He doesn't need a covering. The Lord is his covering. That same principle, that's where it began right here. That man ought to have been the one leading the way here. He's the one that should have been standing against the wiles of the devil and protecting his wife. And what does he do? He does the very opposite thing. And then in verse 22, he said, And the Lord God said, Behold, a man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever in his sin, Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. The Lord was gracious to him. Here he could have just killed. Here. He was in a, what we call a fallen state. The Lord didn't take anything from him as far as his will. And I think this is an important point as far as his will is concerned. But now, since he knows sin, he's turned unto sin. And an old timer would say he was bent then unto sin. No turning back. So in the 24th verse, he says, So he drove a man out, of the, out and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden, cherubim, 
and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. And Adam is in a terrible predicament. Him and all of his family forevermore because he's in a state of sin. That, that's his nature now. He has taken on that nature of sin. And there's no turning back from it. Not within man. His will is that he would not obey God. He'll know both good and evil. He'd be asked God. He'd be the ruler. And that hadn't changed. Man in his natural state, that is what is natural to him. He is a sinner. He's captive of it. He can't get away from it. He doesn't have any power to change. He doesn't have any power of decision. He is strictly bent to do evil. Always. We see it all about. The neighbor down the road would like to have what you got. <laughs> you can't plead innocence in this either. You might look at what he's got and say, I wish I had that. And that way we get away with that and say, I wish he had something better than I had that. That's just kind of a cop out. We what we'd like to have better. And, and we all at times are guilty of that. You try yourself, you find out you, Amen. Yeah, that's what you do. Because we're bent to sin. And outside of God, outside of His amazing grace, there is no turning away. There is no deciding to turn to God. Because man, his very thought is to do evil. I come here today, I guess, kind of on my soapbox. I've been seeing on TV lately, be watching the news, and this ad pops up, and keep in mind, this is a national thing, it's a national program. I'm watching, no telling how much the devil's paying to put it on. And they say, do you want to go to heaven? Well, certainly every man wants to go to heaven. At least what he thinks is heaven. Yeah, want to go to heaven. They say, well, here's what you do. You say this little prayer, and this is the way it goes. God, I am sorry. And that's it. I am sorry that I've done what I did and I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So you pray that little prayer and go to heaven. <clears throat> and I say it makes men twofold more the child of the devil. Now understand, and not one going to get into heaven that wasn't supposed to be. And there's not one going to hell that wasn't supposed to. But what a tragedy if you could lead a man 
so long in his life to believe in a hope that is dead. No Give him, give him some hope in what he can do. That Adam, when he fell from grace, fell into a state of no return outside of the grace of God. And all his children after him for the same thing. And man is bound and determined to defy God. We see it about us every day now. All this religious fervor that's going on, it's just pure emotional. 99% of it's pure emotional. If you don't understand it, you don't have any hope outside God. If you don't understand that, you will never call out to Him. If you don't understand the seed must fall to the ground and die to ever be resurrected again. I talked last week about being ransomed and redeemed. And I think sometimes resurrection is the best term in our day, in, in our lives. Resurrection. If you're not resurrected in this life, there's not going to be any resurrection in the next. Resurrection. We need to be resurrected. We need to be raised out of this position that we're in, in the bondage of sin, captured by. Now, Adam, he gained one more thing, didn't he? Sin. Sin. He learned to sin. And they're teaching everywhere, up and down now, that all a man has to do is decide. And I say his decision is made. It's not anything that he's going to conjure up. It won't work. Because all that he can think of in himself is sin. That is totally eaten all of us up. Unless the Lord would resurrect us from that. We don't have any hope. But praise be God, we do have hope because God is at work in his people. And he's going to save a people. And he's going to take their stony heart out. That's what's happened to Adam. His old heart has become so hard that nothing will penetrate outside the power of God. But the promise is I'm going to take a stony heart out and give you a fleshly heart that it might be pricked. Adam, Adam's conscience was pricked. When the Lord comes and says, where are you? It's scary. What did he do? Run ahead. Then he got some fig leaves. Sewed them together. Made them a garment. And I say, I say it pressed God further away from them than bringing him to them. 
because this covering that they made was of their work. It's trying to cover their nakedness. They were naked before God. So they run, tried to cover it up. We have the first inkling of also of the shedding of blood for the remission of sins in these same verses. The Lord slew an animal. You know, the Lord's always provided his own sacrifice. From the very beginning, from here, he provided his own sacrifice. What do you have that you haven't received? You don't have anything. Right. So he provided his own sacrifice and he slayed the animal, shed the blood, and covered. He did. Not Adam and Eve. They couldn't even find the altar. So they were in such a state that there was no turning back. And it has passed on to all the human race. All fall in the same category. In the book of the Psalms, 36th chapter, Responsibility to preach a doctrine that puts the Lord Jesus Christ in the spot of the only hope. In Him we hope. 36th chapter. <clears throat> Read a few verses here. The transgression of the wicked said within my heart that there is no fear of God before his eyes. And that's what I'm talking about. These people up there, they absolutely are feared. They don't have any fear at all. Neither can they blush about what they're doing. For he uh, Faltereth himself in his own, uh, flattereth himself in his own eyes until his iniquity be found to be hateful. That's a pretty good description. 
that men don't have in fear. The words of his mouth are iniquity and deceit. And he hath left off to be wise and to do good. He deviseth mischief upon his bed, and he sitteth himself in a way that is not good. He abhorreth not evil. Well, the problem is that he don't have good sense. He just thought of good sense. Sensible man would follow after peace and righteousness and salvation, but these people that have no fear, you understand the beginning of wisdom is a fear of the Lord. Wisdom. But it must be of God. We can't use that old carnal wisdom that we got. We can't use the old carnal wisdom that Adam got in the garden. It must, we must seek God. So man is bound in that state of unrighteousness. Lord clothed Adam. But before that, what happened? Adam run out and tried to close himself. And that's what men are trying to do today. The same thing. Clothe themselves. And you can't do it. Book of Ezekiel, 16th chapter. We went there some time back, but I think it's a perfect picture.
perfection of faith. We, we used that and used it. And a man ought to have a good profession. He ought to follow after the Lord. That ought to be his profession. It ought not have to really tell it. It ought to be visible. But Lord help those people that are going to try to help you get one outside of pointing you to Christ. I said that they tell a man to just say this little prayer and tell him what to say. And then he can just hold God accountable in. He, he's just bound by your prayer to take you to heaven. And again, I tell you, it makes men twofold a child of die more Amen. than before. Because it gives them some hope to hold on to. Let's take that hope away. And hell, fire, and brimstone preachers, and not many now. I think we may need some more of them sometime. You're going to hell. And it ain't anything you can correct. If it really gets a hold of you, it will make you pray. And it will make you turn to God. You'll get rid of the fig leaves. Open yourself up to the counseling of God. But outside of the power of God, there isn't any turning to that counseling. Lord, is all enough. There ain't any other way. If you take that hope away from man that he's trying to apply, you may cause him to call upon the Lord. In the book of Romans, the third chapter, You understand salvation is of the Lord. Third chapter and verse 10, and as it, is, as it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one, and there's none that understand it. Now you see, that's the first thing if that fellow could understand he might pray a prayer that would do him good. But he don't have any understanding. He's void of any good decision. Because his whole nature is to do evil. There is none that understands. There's none that seek after God. They're all gone out of the way. They're all together. Come 
to, uh, to come unprofitable, there's none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat's an open sepulcher, and their tongues have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursings and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, destruction and misery in their ways. Old Cain rose up and slew Abel. That's the way he was. In the way of peace they have not known, and there is no fear of God before their eyes. That's what I said earlier. If I was spewing that kind of garbage, if they're spewing, I'd be really afraid. We worry anybody that, that has any sense would worry about adding anything to this word or taking anything from it. Amen. So we Amen. need to be careful in that respect. In the book of Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, In verse 1, it said, The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron, and with the point of the diamond it is graved in their hearts and upon the horns of their altars. Whilst their children remember their altars and their groves by the green trees upon the high hill, it's just a nice little place up there in the cool too where they're supposed to worship. Set all my mountains in the field, I will give thy substance and all thy treasure to the spoil, and thy high places for sin throughout all thy borders. And thou, even thyself, shall discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee. What does it sound like? Go back to Adam, wasn't it in the garden? He gave him that, and he took it away. And he sealed the gate. And that's what he's done. He has served thine enemies in the land, which thou knowest not, for you have kindled a fire in mine anger, which shall burn forever. Lord is not slack concerning his promises, whether they be good ones, whether they be bad ones if I can use those terms. I think we can understand better whether they be good or bad. The fire is kindled and it's going to burn on forever. In the book of Isaiah, then the 44th chapter, God comes here. I guess verse 21. Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for thou art my servant. I have borne thee, thou art my servant. O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. 
this is our only hope, man, we've come to as attorney. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, and as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. But where is the turning? In the redemption. The turning is in the resurrection. A new man. Get rid of that old Sing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it. Shout, ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, you mountains. O forest, every tree therein, for the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, and he hath formed thee from the womb. I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretches forth the heavens alone, alone, that spreadeth the broad the earth to thyself, that frustrateth the tokens of the liars and maketh divine, the diviners mad, that turneth wise men backward and maketh their knowledge foolish, that confirmeth the word of his servant and performeth the counsel of his messengers that saith to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be inhabited, and to the cities of Judah she shall be built, and I will raise up the decayed places. So the Lord will do it. I said not once going to be lost is the Lord deemed his people. Not one, not one. Father, I have kept all those that you gave me. He will keep them. But it'll be the Lord's doings. It won't be man's decision. Oh, that the Lord would come today and do the work. Today. Remove Amen. that sort of travesty out of the way that promises men some kind of hope and something that they can do. They're just not capable of it. In the book of Colossians, chapter I guess verse 9 said for this cause we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in wisdom and spiritual understanding this is what it's going to take to change the heart of man. That God would come and quicken him, give him spiritual understanding. Reasonable men 
mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, in order and affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For the which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. What happened to Adam? Disobeyed. You shall not eat of that fruit lest you die. And God was obligated to carry out what he had told him. And Adam did die in all his prosperity along with him. No more hope outside of the grace of God. In the, books of, the book of Acts, the 15th chapter, Verse 6, and the apostles came together for to consider of this matter. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. How do you call upon the Lord? By faith. By the purifying of the heart, by the cleansing of them. And put no difference between them, purifying their hearts by faith, now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck, on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? The whole argument here was circumcision. But it's neither circumcision or uncircumcision that abated anything. what he just told about the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what avails unto salvation. But it must be in truth. And it must be by the Spirit. In the Spirit and by the Spirit. It can't be done any other way. In the book of the Psalms, the 51st chapter, getting a little longer here, try to get through this. Psalms 51, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. 
against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaven in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop. Dip the hyssop in the blood and sprinkle it upon the tabernacle. All the vessels and upon the altar and on all the people. Sprinkle purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me, make me to hear thy joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, a fleshly heart, and renew an upright spirit within me. That's where Adam started in upright but he let his wife talk him into disobeying God creating me a new heart oh God renew the right spirit in me cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me we're going to get rid of the big leaves now no cover we're going to come and take not thy Holy Spirit from me restore, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation uphold thee with thy free spirit then will I treat transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee deliver me from blood guiltness Guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall spew forth thy praise. For thy desire is not sacrifice, else would I have given it. Thou desirest not in burnt offering, delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart. O oh God, thou wilt not despise. <clears throat> Do good in thy good pleasure and design. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness. With burnt offering and whole burnt offerings, then shall they offer books on bone and an altar. And I'm going to go kill any more books. But they're going to offer a sacrifice of the lips unto the Lord that it be pleasing unto Him and that be turned from their bent to sin and walk in newness of life, resurrected unto a new creature in 
for a sheep. Amen.